Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away if you're local in the Las Vegas area. To join in on our discussion today, if you've got a praise report, need a prayer, uh, we'd love to hear from you. 702-650-5588. Again, if you're local, dial 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you to join in on our discussion. That number would be 800-366-8883. I say again, if you're outside the Las Vegas area to call to join in on our discussion today, we'd love to hear from you. Call 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live over the internet, audio, and video in real time. Let's wave to him, Brother Vernon. Hello and God bless at KKVV's website. That would be www.kkvv.com. We're also being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website. And our website address is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, we upload them for you. They are free. The gospel is always free on our watch. And our website address again is www.savethelostlv.org. We have some wonderful resources up there for you, local resources, um, Bible study resources, educational resources, health and wellness. There's just a ton of things that we have there for you, and it's all free. So please visit, enjoy. Again, our web address for Save the Lost at All Costs is www.savethelostlv.org. We're also being archived on iTunes. So, hey, look for us on iTunes, right? Save the Lost at All Costs. Now, Vernon, we do have a number where you can dial on your cell phone to join in on us today. And what would that be, that number? That number is 563-999-3194. Once again, 563-999-3194 on your mobile device. All right, and that's good if you live in the United States, correct? That's right. We are working for an international number and it will happen. This number happens, so I'm sure we're going to get an international number where you can call in. I'm telling you, but until that happens, guess what? Wherever you are in the world, just look at us over the Godnet. Some people call it the Internet, but we call it the Godnet. And we gave you the www addresses already, right? That's good, yeah. So to my right, and you may see him to your left, is Brother Vernon J. Davis, Jr. What's up, Brother Vernon? How are you, man of God? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here again. Wonderful. Well, I'm glad to see you again. I just love you, Vernon. Love you too, Nina. Jesus loves you more. But I'm second. (laughs) I'm second. How about that? All right. All righty. So we are going to be talking about spiritual spankings today, 
Brother Vernon? Yeah. <laughs> Look at Vernon. Hmm. Dun, 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 dun. Yes. Spiritual spankings. That is our topic for today. So we're going to look at some very boastful and arrogant Christians today, and they were in the Corinthian church. So again, our topic for today is spiritual spankings. So let's look at something first before we go there, because we need to set this up, because a lot of people uh, already are tight, Vernon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So let's go to Hebrews. We're going to look at chapter 12, and we're going to look at verses 6, 10, and 11. Again, we're going to go to the book of Hebrews, chapter 12. We're looking at verses 6, 10, and 11. Brother Vernon, what version are you coming out of? The New King James Version, and I have it already. That's Hebrews chapter 12. And we're starting at verse 6, ending at verse... We're going to do six, and then we're going to go to ten, and then we're going to go to eleven. Okay. Hebrews chapter 12, starting at verse six. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens, and scourges every son whom he receives. Verse seven. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten or chasten? Eight. But if you are without chastening, and of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Verse 9. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? Verse 10. For they indeed for a few days chastened us, chastened us, for it seemed best to them, but he for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. Verse 11. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Amen. Amen. So you read uh, starting at verse 6, and you just went all the way through, right? To 11? That's right. Well, see, the Holy Spirit will have his way, right? Yes. Amen. So now, Brother Vernon, we're going to go over to Proverbs 22, and we're going to go to Proverbs 15. So Proverbs 22 is the chapter, then we're going to look at verse 15. Amen? Okay. And then we got another proverb to look at, and then uh, we're going to get down to it. Spiritual spanking is our topic for the day. So Proverbs 22, verse 15. And the Word of God says, Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of correction will drive it far from him. And the type of foolishness that they're talking about is the foolishness that leads to death and destruction. Because this type of fool despises instruction and if you despise instruction then obedience is not anything that you want to do see so we have to understand that this is like you know the truth and deny the truth amen amen now let's look at proverbs 23 and we're going to look at verses uh 13 and 14 proverbs 23 verse 13 do not withhold correction from a child for if you beat him with a rod, he will not die. 14. You shall beat him with a rod and deliver his soul from hell. Now, the thing is, is that we're talking about spiritual spankings. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about things that are happening to us spiritually. Okay? Mm-hmm. 
So we need to understand. So Vernon, you're going to appreciate me one day. Amen. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to look to 1 Corinthians and we're going to look at chapter 4. So before we start reading some verses there in chapter 4, I just want to set some things up. Amen. Amen. Now, the Greeks, they despised people who did manual labor. And Paul was a person that did manual labor. Paul had a profession. Do you know what his profession was, man of God? Uh, he was a tent maker. Tent maker, okay. Okay, so they despised people. They, they looked down on them, mm -hmm. those who work with their hands. What did our Lord and Savior do with his hands? He was a carpenter. Amen. Amen. And a lot of his disciples work right. with their hands, right. right? So they already, a lot of the Corinthians Christians looked down on them because mm -hmm. these a lot were Gentiles that had been converted. See, in Corinth at the time, it was under Roman rule, but there were plenty of Greeks there. Because the Romans defeated the Greeks. And it was mixed with Greeks, Romans, and Jews. And the apostle wrote at least two letters called epistles to the church of Corinth. And this is a church that he birthed. This is a church that he started. And the Bible scholars consider him to be the founder of the church of Corinth. Now, the Apostle Paul's first letter or epistle occasionally reflected the conflicts between the growing Christian church and the surrounding community. You have to understand, man of God, this is not what they grew up with, the Romans and the Greeks. So it's a lot of opposition. It's like you're in recovery. So... A lot of times, people in recovery don't understand why you have given your life to Christ. There, There's an opposition. And like, Vernon, you're not the same. Well, Vernon was always created by God. So yes, Vernon is the same to God. Mm -hmm. People have to catch that in their spirit. We were always meant to be who we were meant to be. So Paul takes on a father role. And this church has his children in it. And we already read about a father that loves his children, disciplines his children. Mm -hmm. And that our father is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 He died for us, Brother Vernon. So why would we not think we wouldn't get spiritual spankings from him if we're moving away from him? All souls belong to him. Why? Because he died for us. So people have to understand this is a part of correction. This is rebuking. This is correction in love. This is what earthly fathers do and they get respect amen we ought to be thanking god for spiritual spankings because it keeps us on course mm -hmm. a lot of us as children wouldn't have made it 
to two years old had we not had mothers and fathers and elders all around correcting us when we couldn't even communicate. We weren't even able to speak. Yet we were being guided by love to stop us from getting into things that could take our lives. So we ought to be thanking God when we have a spiritual spanking. So we're going to look at chapter 4 and we're going to start in verse 8. And I'd like us to get started. Hey, 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 8. You are already full. You are already rich. You have reigned as kings without us. And indeed, I could wish you did reign, that we also might reign with you. Verse 9. For I think that God has displayed us, the apostles, last as men condemned to death. For we have been made a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. Verse 10. We are fools for Christ's sake. But you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are distinguished, but we are dishonored. Verse 11. To the present hour we both hunger and thirst, and we are poorly clothed and beaten and homeless. Verse 12. And we labor, working with our own hands, being reviled, we bless, being persecuted, we endure. 13. Being defamed, we entreat. We have been made as the filth of the world, the offscoring of all things until now. Verse 14, I do not write these things to shame you, but as my beloved children I warn you. Verse 15, For though you might have ten thousand instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. 16, Therefore I urge you, imitate me. 17. For this reason I have sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord, who will remind you of my ways in Christ as I teach everywhere in every church. Verse 18. Now some are puffed up as though I were not coming to you. 19. But I will come to you shortly, if the Lord wills, and I will know not the word of those who are puffed up, but the power. Verse 20. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Verse 21. What do you want? Shall I come to you with a rod or in love and a spirit, spirit of gentleness? Okay, we're going to stop right there. You see how he comes as a father? Mm-hmm. Wow. It's powerful. Now let's look at verse 8 more closely. And we're going to go through all the verses we just read. Again, we're talking about spiritual spankings. So, Brother Vernon, will you bless us with the reading of verse 8 again, please? Verse 8, you are already full. You are already rich. You have reigned as kings without us, and indeed I could wish you did reign, that we might also reign with you. Now, Paul's being sarcastic. Can you see that? Mm. He says, you are already full. You are already rich. If you're all that, what do you want God to do? What do you want the Holy Spirit to do? Mm -hmm. You have to understand, they're puffed up. Okay. They're looking down. I told you they despise a man that works with his hands. Paul was humble. Paul didn't have fancy garments. Paul never used his influence to gain favor. You have to understand he went up against the religious authorities at the time. 
He went up against the Pharisees. He went up against the Sadducees. Paul was considered a rebel. Paul wasn't even <laughs> allowed to speak in the synagogues after a while. They took a vote on that, said he, he causes too much disruption mm -hmm. because he challenged them on what they were doing and what they were teaching. Paul didn't want dissension. He didn't want the people to not get what Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, had died for them to have. Because some men value power. They value working with those who oppose the people. They form unholy alliances. And they need their egos to be boasted. See, the thing is, is that the Lord died for us. Nobody else died for us. So Paul says, you know, you have reigned as kings. But as you see here, it says without, without us. Mm -hmm. Now, these are brothers and sisters of Christ. How do you reign without us? Aren't we supposed to be one body? Amen. One, one baptism, one spirit. We are the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. But you look down on us. You're puffed up. You're arrogant. What, you think you're better because you have a bigger house than me? You think you're better because you have a bigger car than I have? You think you're better because you live in a certain zip code? Hmm. You have to understand, in Corinth, they were known for sexual immorality. Parties hmm. that were just orgies full of idolatry. They were used to big spectacles. They needed all this attention. They needed lights, camera, action all the time. They had big entourages. Hmm. So a humble a person like Paul, you know, get away. Mm -hmm. We got this now. And you have to understand that the city was a port city. So you had all different type of people coming. So they thought that they were the cat's meow. Mm -hmm. They didn't have time for humbleness, meekness, faithfulness. It had to have a big show with it, Brother Vernon. Mm. They were all about the show. So that's why he calls them out. And he says what? And indeed, I could wish you did reign. And we also might reign with you. Mm -hmm. Reign. Jesus reigns. Mm -hmm. So you had to have been completed. Amen. You must have been justified already. You're already in a heavenly state. You can't do that without God. So that's why he's talking to them you know how you tell your ch your child oh you think you're grown mm -hmm. and your child say well i am i'm just not there in age but you know i know how to do this that's and so you know how they start telling you then yeah. you're like oh yeah. is that right mm -hmm. okay so what's your next plan oh i i got a plan and you listen to the plan <laughs> and the plan lacks wisdom because they haven't lived to gain that knowledge so let's look at mm -hmm. verse 9. Verse 9. 
for I think that God has displayed us, the apostles, last, as men condemned to death, for we have been made a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. Now, you have to understand, they had big coliseums back then. Mm -hmm. So, what would be first that's coming into the coliseum? Or coming into the streets. It would be the big Roman army. Why? Because they're the victors. Amen. They have crushed everybody. So we come first. And then guess what comes second? What it is that they have to show off. Mm -hmm. Some people call it their booty. Mm -hmm. Our riches. Right. What we have. You know, you got to have that bling, right? Mm -hmm. So they got to show off what they got. And what comes third? The people they have conquered. Right. The captives. And they're coming in last. Why? Because they're condemned to death. They're ready to throw them to the lions. They're ready to show everybody what happens when you try to go up against That's us. Wrong. Yeah. In addition to that, what happens when we just take what we want? Mm -hmm. They want to let everybody know that you're no defense against us. We'll take those that follow God. Because we're gods. Mm -hmm. So for the whole world to see. So people can continue to live in that reckless and riotous life. Right. This is what you have for you. This is what you got coming. You're going to be a captive. And we're going to throw you to the lions. We're going to crush you. You're defeated. So what does it do? It invokes fear into people's lives. Mm -hmm. So when circumstances happen, what do they do? People get scared, don't they, Brother Vernon? Amen. Where's God? <laughs> God forgot about me. He let this world just crush me. Adversity, man of God, builds character. Amen. God already knows what he puts in you. You may not know what God put in you, but he knows. Mm -hmm. And for you to rise up. And be the man or woman that God has always called you to be, always created you to be. You have to be tested. Amen. Because we are to imitate Christ. Paul had been greatly tested. Paul had been in prison. Paul had been shipwrecked. Paul had been beaten. Mm -hmm. As Jesus had been beaten. Paul had been accused by the brethren. He had been seized. He had been Thrown out of the synagogue. I don't know anybody that's enduring that in this time. Right. One of my, uh, when you said that about um, your strength small or weak, uh, Proverbs 24.10. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Amen. And as soon as you said that, it made me remember that. Because I read Proverbs every single day. But, Amen. And that was something, when I when I read that... You know, I always say, please don't let me faint. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and when, Amen. And when adverse situations come. So. But it's considered an honor mm -hmm. when we are persecuted for Christ's sake. Amen. Because he's our father. And, Amen. And, and 
once you realize that, you know, I know for me recently, and it seems to be more and more and more, no matter what happens, it, it, you know, God takes care of it. It just, it's not, I mean, personally, I have to use myself, which is what I've been going through. It's not as bad as I thought it was because it's really Vernon that was thinking that. You know, the, the sickness I've gone through, and then I look at the blessings around the corner surrounding my life this week alone. I said, you know, well, look what the good things have happened instead of me whining or whatever, and, and I'm still here. Praise and God. I'm like, when I really dwell on it and dwell on it, I'm doing way better than what I thought or think or want it to be because Vernon sometimes is in a hurry. <laughs> but you're you know? here. And and then when I realize when I when I step back, sometimes you have to step back to move forward. You have to. And when I step back and say, "Okay, God," like what I do on my sick days, I lay in bed and I'll talk with and talk and talk. Then I hear, "Okay, can I talk now?" <laughs> and then I hear, "I do," you know, because I you know, and I'm like, "Wow, you know, look where you're at. You're in a bed. You're not on the sidewalk. Look, Amen. look what's going on. Are you really in pain?" Well, I think I see. There you go. I think we're, you know, and I realized the gratitude, and then it comes, and I said, you know what? And if I go back a month, just my life, if I go back a year or a month, or since I've been back with you here on the station, I said, look at all the good things. Why am I like, okay, it should be better? Because sometimes those thoughts come. That's the depth. That's somewhere else. Because really, it could be, and I know me way, 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 way. Way, way worse. I, I, I receive it. <laughs> you know, so anyway, when you said that, I had to say that because that's one of the Proverbs things. I do not want to faint and faint in a day well, of adversity. Well, I, I appreciate that, man of God. And as the Holy Spirit moves on your heart, uh, mm-hmm. please tell us what the Holy Spirit is guiding in you, directing you, because this is what we need. He is in control. Yes. Now it looks at verse 10. We are fools for Christ's sake. But you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are distinguished, but we are dishonored. Now, let's look at that. The Corinthian Christians had two problems. They were in love with their own spirituality. Mm -hmm. You know, their way of doing what they wanted to do to get to Christ. You find that a lot in denominations. Now, if we're all believers... But you can go to any different denomination that says that they're followers of Christ and you'll find all different things going on. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, uh, you're liable to hear the pastor say, don't go over there to that church. Because you would be crossing the pulpit and that would be a dishonor to me. And I'm like, but aren't they mm-hmm. Christians too? Mm-hmm. So, caught up in their own denomination, mm-hmm. their own sect, mm-hmm. cliques. Mm-hmm. We have the best one. We're better than the church at Galatia. We're better than the Baptists over here. And you have how many different Baptists? Hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. We're better than the Presbyterians, we're better than the Methodists, Methodists. we're better than the Lutherans, Mm -hmm. we're better than the Holiness ones, we're better than the Apostolic ones. Seven-day Adventists, everyone. You you keep keep going. 
on and on and on. So the the Corinthians again had two problems. Number one, they were full of themselves and their way of doing it, mm-hmm. and they were embarrassed by Paul. <laughs> now Paul is the one that led them to Christ. Amen. Set up the church Amen. as God instructed him to. Amen. And they were embarrassed by him. Amen. They considered him weak. Mm-hmm. He worked with his hands. He wasn't fancy. He wasn't trying to have network meetings. <laughs> so, you know, we're looked at this among the Romans. We're looked at this among the Greeks. He wasn't concerned with that. That's man's way. And he was causing problems for them because he challenged those who were in authority. Amen. And he challenged them about their belief system and how they believed because he was their spiritual father. And guess who Paul had to answer to? God. He had to give an account as to what he was doing and how he was doing it. He had a major undertaking. Paul was told to go witness to the Gentiles. That was huge. And now he's in a place that's full of whoredom. They love having orgies. That was their way of life. They loved having big parties. They loved being full of themselves and lust of the eye. That was commonplace. The Greeks did it. The Romans did it. You know, we love God, but we're going to do it too. Can you imagine? Their very souls were at stake. Sometimes God puts us in a pit type of place. The work is Hard. But imagine how hard it's going to be for these people if they are totally separated from God. You can't even begin to understand. Like you said, way, 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 way worse. (laughs) And that's just figuratively. Mm -hmm. We can't even begin to comprehend that spiritually. It's so bad that we have to do everything to do what? Save the lost at all costs. Right? Right. And these are believers. Yes. Who are embarrassed of their spiritual father. That has been given this task from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to get these people to him. Right? Amen. So let's look at verse 11. Verse 11, to the present hour we both hunger and thirst, and we are poorly clothed and beaten and homeless. You see that? Mm -hmm. At this present hour, in a season called now, Paul was what? Saying, we are both hunger and thirst. Mm -hmm. We are supposed to thirst after the Lord. Amen? Amen. We are supposed to run after him. Amen. Amen. So let's look at Matthew 5 verse 6. We have a caller. We're just going to go over a scripture and then we're going to pick that phone up. I promise you. Matthew 5 verse 6. What does Matthew that say, man of God? Matthew 5 verse 6. Uh-huh. 
This is Jesus speaking because my edition is in red. Uh-huh. Verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Amen. All right. So we're both hunger and thirsting. Amen. Amen. But they're hungering and thirsting for something else. And he tells us to do what? Thirst for righteousness. Hunger right. for righteousness. And, and he is righteous. Right. Amen. See, he's in the order of the king king of Melchizedek. Melchizedek, yes. All right? So that name means king of righteousness. righteousness. That's what that name means. So this is what he's telling them. Amen. Hello, thank you for waiting. You're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Hey, Shalom, guys. How are you? Oh, how are you, woman of God? So wonderful to hear your voice. It's a blessing to hear you guys back and uh, be encouraged, especially Brother Vernon. And I appreciate your testimony because as you were talking, I began to think about Joseph and how um, the Almighty, he puts us in certain positions like he showed him a dream, but he didn't tell him the fullness of that dream. He didn't tell him he had to suffer mm-hmm. in order to achieve where he was supposed to be. But when the time was right, he brought it about, and he was reminded. And, you know, um, I just wanted to encourage you to continue on in the walk and where the Almighty brings you because, you know, um, everything we go through, you know, it's, it's all for our benefit, no matter how hard it seems. And, and you've come a long ways, and, uh, you know, um, it'll be worth it when we see his face is all I'm going to say. Amen. And, uh, I received it. I want to see his face, too. That's it. <laughs> No, I'll that's for right Brother there. Vernon. That's for Brother Vernon because he said, so, so, I'm on my sick bed. I'm just looking up. Hey, you got a bed to lay in. Amen. You have to reverse everything that the enemy tries to put in mm-hmm. a negative light and see it in the best way because the Father, he is our Father, and he knows what's best for us, and mm-hmm. to learn to be content in each and every situation. Amen. Right. Contentment and is the key. Amen. Mm-hmm. And a spiritual spanking means he loves us. Amen. Amen. And if not, Amen. you're bastard. Amen. So I want so, pe- I want people to understand that yeah. that that's an act of love. Yes, and he's he's not making a mistake. He remember, yeah. like you told Vernon earlier, you know, the Almighty knew him before he was Vernon, mm-hmm. and he's you know he said you, you know when he went through the recovery or he's in the recovery and the people say you've changed. Mm-hmm. No, he hasn't changed to the he's the same. Because Amen. He's working in you Amen. to do his good plan and Amen. his good purpose, and he Amen. will fulfill it. Amen. Amen. I receive so that. So just stand encouraged. Thank you. And um, you too, Sister Nina, but that oh, was well. for Brother Vernon. I appreciate that. Okay, Vernon, I'll let you have that nugget. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys I, have thanks, a wonderful Christmas. Oh, well, thank, and, uh, you. thank we you. We love you, and we wish the same for you. And kiss your mom for me, okay? I appreciate mm-hmm. it, and she shall be kissed. All right, thank you. <laughs> okay. All right, love you. Bye-bye. You. Amen. Well, you got you a nugget. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. Sister Dorothy blessed us. Praise God. So, Brother Vernon, it says, we are poorly clothed. And the thing is, is that when we only want to wear earthly garments, we are poorly clothed. We should put on the garment of praise. Amen. Amen. Because that identifies us to having a relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because when praises go up, blessings come down. Amen. See, the thing is, make sure you have the spiritual garment on but the one that represents the king of kings the lord of lords see a lot of people got spiritual garments on Mm -hmm. but who are they representing right you know you can have the garment of anger on right you can have the garment of judgment right covenantness evil fornication Mm -hmm. adultery Mm -hmm. lying stealing 
sexual immorality. Right. And a lot of people are, are proud of those garments. Yes. Pride themselves on that. And the world rewards people for that. They like it. They expect it. The world likes to see train wrecks. They like to see people's lives crash right in front of them. And they love it. They encourage it. Just like the Coliseum. They enjoyed it. Sometimes the Coliseum was most filled when the Christians were being thrown to the lions. Can you mm -hmm. imagine that? Mm -hmm. Watching holy people be eaten alive. That's when they had ticket sales were off the chain. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. Sell out. We're down here beating up on the Christians again, killing the Christians again. Spiritually killing those that God sent to you. See, apostle is a messenger from God. It's sent from God. Amen. And they were embarrassed by Paul. They considered him weak. Well, Paul said, in my weakness, I glory in my weakness. Mm -hmm. Why? Because that's when God is strong. strong. Wow. Wow. And he taught them. You know, Paul taught them right, man of God. Mm -hmm. You know, he did. And then he says, and beaten and homeless. This is not our home. We're, we're technically homeless because we're not home yet. We're here to do the work, Brother Vernon. This is not my home. I don't want to be left on this earth. I want to go to my home that God has for me. I want to be with him. I want to be in the new Jerusalem. How am I going to be in the new Jerusalem when all I think about is this place? All I want is this. Then guess what? You have your reward. I, I don't want to be fooled like that. Verse 12, what does it say? Verse 12, and we labor, working with our own hands, being reviled, we bless, being persecuted, we endure. He's bivocational. He has a full-time job. In addition to that, he still is doing the work of the ministry. Mm -hmm. He's not relying on anybody to take care of him. We appreciate donations that we get. But whether a donation comes in or not, we have a commitment to do what we need to do to keep this ministry going. And that means working. People have to work, man of God. Mm -hmm. So why should they be looked down upon because they work with their hands? Nothing like a homemade meal to me. It's nothing better than that. I thank God my mother knows how to cook. And her mother knew how to cook. And her mother before that. And they all had an appreciation for what God produced of the land. And they had a healthy respect for that. They grew food. They raised animals. So I appreciate that, man of God. But it says here that they're being reviled. And he says, but we bless. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Yes, it is. We bless. Whether you support the ministry or not, we're still going to bless you. Amen? Amen. We don't charge for you to go on the website, do we, mm -hmm. man of God? And we're going to make sure that we do it decent and in order because it's not about us. It's about Jesus. 
And he is the one that gave us this ministry. We didn't give ourselves this ministry. We answered the call when he called us. Amen. Amen. And so Jesus is calling. And how are you answering today? Puffed up? Arrogant? Looking down on those that do the work? Who are humble? Who are committed? Who are not interested in fame and fortune? Just to do the Father's will? Calling us little and puny, insignificant. I love those compliments, don't you, Brother Vernon? Mm. Oh, sometimes, oh. and it, it's it's what God is telling me. Sure, that's uh, that is what might be said toward me about us, right? About anyone that's a Christian. But what God has also told me, I am there to help you so you can show who I am Amen. and how strong I am through what I'm going to have you do right? for whatever my, what my gift is. And I hear that, and it's like, just wait. They will see. When that, and I hear that out of strength, out of how powerful he is. So a lot of that, how we are, um, that's what they say, but I'm not, I don't accept that. Am oh. I weak? I'm weak as a human or whatever. I'm not weak with Jesus. Amen. Am I, look at him. I'm not, not with God. Amen. They think that. That's what they think that. They're thinking, I mean, but, but being putting in, us down. But being in recovery, Vernon, because I, I work with, with those in recovery, I love it. Yeah. I, I, wouldn't, well, I wouldn't have it any other have, way. Well, being in recovery, we have to do something that we as addicts and alcoholics never wanted to do is surrender. That is the key. That's a daily, think. hourly, right. minute Look, by second persecution. I am not but all you endure, that. Right? Yes, I but am you not endure. all that. I surrender. So, I mean, and, just to have that assignment you know, right. and to have it 24-7, nonstop, I'm, and you endure, right. right? Because you're claiming the power of the kingdom. Right. I'm not God. God did it. I'm you not, didn't do I'm it. God you. did it, right? That's right. I'm not God. And that's so, the thing. I think I know it. I don't know. Well won't say that but <laughs> on the air but i don't know god knows he's always known and then i get upset with me and i said what and when the light comes on as they call it mm -hmm. you're right you always knew amen you're gonna let me show you now yes <laughs> thank you <laughs> amen a father will discipline amen. and spiritually spank amen. his children amen and I don't a like loving spankings. father so the thing is, uh, verse 13, it says, being defamed, we entreat. We keep going. We don't quit because we've been defamed. Have you quit because somebody says something about you? No. And see, defamed. And I when they continue. Defamed doesn't make it true. Amen? No. no. So somebody accuses you of something or says something about you, that doesn't make it true. The only person you need to be concerned about is God and Amen. what he says about you Amen. to be totally honest, Amen. you know, because at the end of the day, he's the one that's keeping me. See, Amen. David said, I have sinned against you and only you, God. Amen. 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 When it gets down to it, sin is about breaking the covenant with your Lord and Savior. Amen. That's what it comes down to. When you sin, you sin against him. Amen. Amen. Other people feel it just like we feel it. There are consequences for sinning. Amen. But we made a commitment to the one that created us Amen. about a relationship. We have a duty and a responsibility. Amen. 
And when we are brothers and sisters in Christ, we especially have a duty and responsibility. It is a passion that we have. So we have to be careful because this is what's breaking down us in Christum. This type of behavior, this type of mindset. And Paul is explaining to them as his mission is. When you birth someone in Christ and raise someone up, you have a responsibility. So Vernon, if I call you and I said, I got a, a baby Christian over here, can you, can you handle it? Can you take care of him? Mm-hmm. What would be your response? Yes. But there's some would say, oh, I don't have time for that. You need to get them in the new members class. <laughs> really? <laughs> that That's your response? Do you not have the access of the word of God? Do you not have access to the kingdom where you can pray? Because Solomon, the wisest one of all, did not know what to do. But what did he pray for? Wisdom. Amen. Say that wisdom amen and it says we have been made as the filth of the world and the offscoring of all things until now can you imagine made the filth of the world you see how they try to flip the script amen (laughs) how are they made to be offscoring those are scrapings that's what they are it, it, you know what they call them? Worthless. Those were cast off. And you know what they used to do to those people? The Greeks had a custom. They would throw them into the sea. During the time of plague and famine. We're going to get rid of all of them. Can you imagine where this world would be without prayer warriors? Where these people would be without humble servants? Where would they be? Where would the church of Corinth be? And it not been for a loving, kind, humble father like the Apostle Paul. Mm -hmm. Standing in his post that the Lord Jesus Christ had given him. Paul was not persuaded. By these people to give up. And these were believers. I'm at my post, Brother Vernon. I am going to walk in my recovery today. It does not matter how many drugs or alcohol or whatever is given or offered to me today. Can you imagine the resilience, the faithfulness that it takes to endure? that and then be talked about on top of that Mm -hmm. by your own folks see we're not talking about unbelievers here we're talking about the brethren so it's good to get a spiritual spanking because it puts you back where you need to be so 14 what does it say there man of god I do not write these things to shame you, but as my beloved children, I warn you. Jesus only called one his beloved. And that was the apostle John, who was at the foot of the cross when he was being crucified. Mm 
He had 12. And then the apostle Paul was born out of time. Amen. Amen. But can you imagine to be called beloved? That's, that's tremendous. That is such a wonderful love, an unconditional love, an eternal love. He says, as my beloved children. That is just like so wonderful. It's beyond birth children. It's beyond Mm -hmm. physical DNA. Mm -hmm. It's physical DNA times spiritual DNA and with the blood of Jesus on top of that. Amen. He said, my beloved children, he said not to shame you because he knew what they were thinking already. They trying to check me, trying to trying to tell me, trying to make me feel bad. He already knew because mm-hmm. he says, I do no. not. He established it because he mm-hmm. already knew how they were thinking. He do not write these things to shame you. Right. But as my beloved children, he said, I warn you, don't you warn people that you love that something around the corner is coming ahead and you ought to be on the lookout for that. You don't warn people you don't care about. Amen. You just let them go ahead and get it. Matter of fact, you laugh. You wait. I laugh because, you know, it's we should shouldn't be like that. But people we definitely care about. Look, you know, don't don't go. Don't go with those guys or don't Mm -hmm. don't Mm -hmm. go in that area. Or don't don't invest in that. Don't do that because I love you, and mm-hmm. you know I know you don't listen much to what I'm saying, but please, because I do love you, don't you don't do that because okay. it'll you know. So we're coming down to the wire. So we're gonna try to get through this. It says, but though we're looking at verse 15, but though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet do you not have many fathers? For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Amen. That's Amen. how he became to be their fathers Amen. because of the gospel. Amen? Amen. You have many instructors, but how many will you begotten through the gospel? That's how Paul was begotten through the gospel. Amen. Amen. 16. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. How many people can make that declaration that I am? urge you to imitate me as I imitate Christ. Man, that's a powerful testimony. And Paul was righteous that he could do it. Amen? Amen. 17, for this reason I have sent Timothy to you who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord, who will remind you of my ways in Christ as I teach everywhere in every church. Wow! He raised up a son in Timothy, didn't he? Mm Mm-hmm. Because he sent them their, his very best. Can you imagine for Timothy to take over that? Paul sent his very best. See, we're supposed to send our very best. Amen? It's important that we don't despise instruction. Timothy was raised up in humility, right? By the apostle Paul. Can you imagine? Oh, it's just wonderful here. 18, now some are puffed up as though I were not coming to you. You, there's some of them that's always going to be that problem, okay? But he has an intimate relationship, and he realizes that some of the children are going to despise instruction. Amen? Amen. So you're going to have those factions in the house of God. Amen? Amen? Amen. 19, but I will come to you shortly if the Lord wills, and I will know not the word of those who are puffed up, but the, but 
the power. Amen. Amen. It doesn't matter what they say. It's about the power of the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Because his word has power, not their word. Now, Paul was at his post and he was out there on the road and the highways and the byways leading those to Christ. Amen. But he sent Timothy to be in his stead. How many of us can raise up someone in Christ that when we're doing something that God has called us to do, that can be a suitable an excellent replacement. How about that? It says 20, for the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Amen. Amen. His holy power without no prayer, no power. Amen. Amen. Without obedience, no power. Without Amen. faithfulness, without, there's no power. Amen. How do you operate in total rebellion and opposition of the Lord Jesus Christ? You can't. And call yourself a church? A church of what? Rebellion? Hellion? Disobedience? No power. Murderers? <laughs> Liars, all of that with no power. Sexually immorality, in, you know, immorality. Amen. That's how you operating. Please, twenty one. What do you want? He's like, what do you want? They don't even know what they want. They want salvation. They want eternity. Shall I come to you with a rod, or in love, and as a spirit of gentleness? Spiritual spankings. What do you want from God? How do you want Him to come? It's up to you. Receive your spiritual spanking. Stay on the path. Know that he loves you. And a father who does not love his children does not discipline them. Do not be upset. Receive it. Do what it is that he's calling you to do. Mm -hmm. Love that he even thought enough to show you. Amen. Amen. So Amen. I want spiritual spankings because it keeps me straight. Amen. Amen. Well, we love you. We thank you for tuning in. Save the lost at all costs. And we will be live Christmas next Sunday. We will be live. So tune in. We love you and God bless. Amen. It is our humble prayer that the most high God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit filled live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas 89033. 
All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.